Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. Hello, Stuart. How are you doing? Hey, doing well. What are we talking about today? So, uh, today we want to talk about gas. And uh, no, it's not because I had Chipotle. Gas, G-A-S, stands for Gear Acquisition Syndrome. Uh, Something we all suffer from at one point or another. So, uh, Gear Acquisition Syndrome uh, is most notably identified by when you just buy stuff and you buy more stuff. And when you get money in, if someone paid you $500, you turn around and you spend that $500 on more stuff so uh there's always a newer camera with more megapixels uh you don't need that many megapixels we did a video on that already (laughs) yes we did um yeah you are getting the newest light with the best recycle time just because you know you already have lights but it's new it's shiny uh new shiny toys uh interesting gear wireless triggers there's a whole realm of fun and interesting things that we can waste our money on i've never done that no definitely never done that raise your hand if you've (laughs) never done that oh right that doesn't work on podcast form you can't can't make jokes like that nobody Um, raised their hand (laughs) no no one raised their hand we have all done that we have all been there um i definitely know that when i started out um i would charge the amount of i had no idea what to charge so when i first Mm -hmm. started out i would charge the amount of money that it would take for me to buy the thing that i thought would let me do the thing so as a for instance my very first wedding uh what i charged them was uh thirteen hundred dollars because that was the cost of my two eight seventy to two hundred so that was the only way that i could get telephoto and low light and shoot that wedding so that's what i charged them uh my first music video i charged five hundred dollars because that was the cost of a video slider mm-hmm. so so yeah, I I know we all have examples. We've all we've all been there. Um, and starting out, that's a pretty valid strategy. You can build your, uh, build your portfolio and build your gear when you have nothing. Absolutely. And and now I have tens of thousands of dollars worth of stuff, and that didn't just happen overnight. Um, mm-hmm. That is that is nearly a decade now of accumulation. Um, But I do have a specific trigger for this episode today that I wanted to talk about. So my friend David, um, names have been changed to protect the innocent. Um, So my friend David uh, bought a new lens and he posted on social media about it. And he said, I just wanted to thank you to everyone who has helped me uh, fund my journey. So my friend David, he is not a full-time photographer. He is a very good photographer, um, but he is a, a... I wouldn't say amateur because he's really good at it uh he's an enthusiast he's he's very excited about it but it is Pro not humor. his <laughs> it is not his full-time profession yeah. so so david said i wanted to thank everyone who uh basically helped me fund this journey and be able to build this out and he was just announcing that he got a new piece of kit and one of the things that he said in his post 
is I buy props, equipments, rentals, even proper studio space, and all of you, thanks to all of you, it's how I've been able to keep in the black for as long as I have. My latest investment is this new lens. It's going to be great for uh, XYZ. Uh, you know, thank you, everyone. It's a very normal social media thing to post, right? Um, and in the comment section, oh, that dirty, dirty comment section. <laughs> don't read the comments. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, will. <laughs> we, we read all the comments, but if you're doing this at home, yeah, yeah, don't, don't read the comments, especially no. not on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So someone commented, uh, someone named Scott, uh, said, wait, you're in the black. How do you do that? looking at the $40,000 worth of credit card debt since going full-time. And David said, well, I only pay with the money I have. And Scott said, not an option when you're in it full-time. And, uh, well, that that reply, that that's that's a bit triggering and a bit angering, and that's that's kind of the, the crux of why I wanted to talk about this today. Angering and triggering. I take it that you don't agree with that comment, Ben. No, I don't. Um, my, I mean, personal philosophies aside, if you have a good business and you have a good business plan and you need to get a business loan for XYZ reason, um, that is a valid way to go about it. My my personal belief is that, uh, especially for photographers, because nothing is certain, um, bootstrapping is the best way to go. Only spend the money that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing about gear acquisition syndrome, though, is uh, this person, uh, Scott, probably believes that he has to have the studio, he has to have the pro photo set of lights, he has to have, you know, the newest uh, camera with the most frames per second and the most uh, megapixels. Uh, it reminds me of that uh, that clip from Veep about the 1DX, which uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find a a hacked version of it somewhere and put put it in the comments so all of you can watch what I'm talking about. You know the one I'm talking about, right? I do. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, a, a trap that you can fall into with this where you see a new shiny piece of gear and you say to yourself, well, think of all the things I could do with that gear that I can't do right now. But really? You really couldn't do... what? What is What is limiting you that that gear could actually solve it's true and i do think there's something to be said that sometimes the gear legitimately is the limiting mm-hmm. factor um but 99 percent of the time you're not there yet yeah yeah sometimes that's the case like you said with the lens earlier if you don't have a fast telephoto lens you can't get the photos that a fast telephoto lens would produce. Yeah, that's absolutely. Just how it is. Uh, before that, I had a um, kit lens that only went, I think, out to like 120, and it could only shoot at 6.3. Mm-hmm. And I was shooting mm-hmm. on a Canon Rebel, which only looked good up to ISO 800. <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. So that was legitimately a situation where I needed to get... What is that? Another like three or four stops by upgrading my camera and upgrading my lens, or I could not shoot this genre of photography that takes place in a dark chapel. Yeah, there was no way around that. You there was there was a wall, and you had to cross that wall somehow, and that's just how it was. 
But I really think that uh, most photographers are not making the most of the things that they already have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're not actually at a point where they have to spend the money. I agree. Uh, gear, especially gear right now, is a lot more powerful than I think people give it credit for. I mean, sure, uh, lower noise, uh, you know, faster lenses to some degree. Like, that's all really nice. And if you have the work coming in, if you if you really need that, if you have a job that requires that, then then, yeah, maybe that's a necessity. But... Especially if you're starting out um, or if you're earlier in your career, I think probably working on skills with the gear you have is a little bit more important than buying um, some new shiny thing. So I uh, see buying a new piece of gear as a process or at the very least a thought process for um, whether at the end of the day you should you should plonk down the money and buy that piece of gear. Um, and I think that starts with... Uh, does it does it give me the ability to do something that I couldn't beforehand? I think that's where I begin with these kind of thoughts. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, but I would also take it another step further. Um, not only does it allow me to do something that I wasn't doing before, but can I get paid to do that thing that I wasn't yeah. doing before. Because if yeah. you're a doctor or a lawyer, then uh, spend your money. This episode is not for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, if if you are legitimately trying to go full time with this, um, mm-hmm. don't buy that 400 millimeter wildlife photography lens for your camping trips and thinking that, you know, I'm just going to sell a bunch of pictures of these birds. If you're not already in with art galleries or magazines or someone who's going to be paying you for that kind of photography, then that's not an investment that you'll be getting back. Yeah. If you're, if you're just doing something for fun, whether you're high, (laughs) high uh, tier hobbyist, like the doctor or the lawyer, or maybe you are a pro, but you just want to do something for fun, like um, those Laowa probe lenses that I really want for oh, fun. I have oh, no don't get me started. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's one that tempts me every single time they go on sale. I I really want that weird needle macro lens. That that yeah. thing's fantastic and strange. Yeah, can I do shots that that thing can accomplish any other way? No. Can I? Do I have a job that will pay me to use it? Right now, sadly, not. <laughs> But so, if you would like to hire us to do some very odd macro stuff, email us and we'll give you a great deal so we can buy that lens. Please let us know. <laughs> please. Uh, can, can somebody pay you uh, to use this piece of equipment? Do you have a job or ideally jobs, continuing jobs to use this piece of equipment? And does it give you a capability that you don't have otherwise? So some of uh, the things I'm just thinking about... Th- through my history of buying stuff mm-hmm. and some of the gear uh was was it was gas induced it was ooh this is going to be fun i'm going to do it and uh so i like I, I mentioned buying video dollies for music videos uh the other thing that i have figured out was in kind of the range and area that i was in all the musicians were super cheap and so 500 dollars was literally capped out the most anyone was willing to spend on that when actually doing a music video costs much much more than that um the oh, only reason more. i was tr- 
the only reason I was charging so little was because that was the cost of the gear that I wanted for that shoot. But I, I used to actually write tutorials and do video tutorials for another company. And uh, I had a very long contract with them where every single month I was doing stuff. And I did this for about two years. And I kept uh, shorting the breakers on in my house <laughs> because I was shooting with uh, those like $10 halogen work lights that you use mm -hmm. for like construction. But I realized that I do actually needed to invest in like LED panels because if I plug them into the wall, they are uh, draw far less power or they can be battery powered so I can bypass uh, those circuits altogether. So at that point, it was... I have to. I absolutely have to buy this. I mm -hmm. am getting paid to buy this. But what I didn't want to have happen is I actually remember the very first time that they gave me a huge contract. It was a $3,000 video series. And you actually helped me research the LED panels that I own right now. But my my issue with that is I did not want to spend the whole $3,000 from that first contract on stuff. To me, that felt like gas, whereas I knew theoretically more stuff was coming down the pipeline, mm -hmm. but what if it didn't? Back then, I bought the absolute best thing that I could that was as cheap as possible because we all talk about diminishing returns and that point where you start paying exponentially more for just a little bit extra. So I wanted mm -hmm. to find what is the best, the best thing I can get while it's still only a nickel more instead of the price doubling. Um, so that is what I ended up with. I bought a whole fleet of those LED panels that actually, uh, the the case for it is right behind me there. <laughs> but yeah, it, it definitely was of, of, as a business owner, I had to look at my budget and I had to avoid gas. I couldn't buy the shiniest, nicest, bicolor one. The one I got mm -hmm. just had gel inserts, but it was, uh, what could I afford and what would get the job done? Yeah. Price to performance. I mean, there's, uh, well, at, especially in lenses, like you mentioned, um, there are, you know, the, the standard, you know, Canon or Nikon or Sony lenses or kind of the Tamron budget specials, although they're increasingly really nice. Uh, and then you got the Zeiss and you know, stuff like that. That's crazy expensive. And you theoretically can get kind of equivalent performance out of them with the exception of, like you said, 5%, you know, 1% maybe difference. Um, and so just because you, you might need a, I don't know, whatever. And an 85 mil lens doesn't mean you need the $10,000 85 mil lens. That's <laughs> true. When I bought an 85, I was looking at the 85 one, two and went, Ooh, it looks yeah. beautiful and creamy and I love it. And I want one. Oh, it's a couple thousand dollars. I want to buy the one that's three fifty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's, uh, reaching that level of capability that you don't have with your current gear doesn't mean blowing your budget out of the water. It, it still means shopping smart, even though you are ultimately deciding to buy a new piece of gear. So Stuart, what is, what is our parting advice for uh, people who feel like they do need more gear? What, what's kind of a checklist that they can run down before they buy that piece of gear. And then uh, when they actually do buy that piece of gear. Sure. Um, so certainly can you get somebody to pay you to use that piece of gear? Ideally, do you have jobs lined up more than one to 
to use that piece. At least one. I feel like at a least, minimum of at least one. At least one. But if you could do more than one from the get-go, that'd be perfect. Two, uh, does it legitimately give you a capability that you don't currently have? Um, if so, proceed. <laughs> and uh, and then three, if you've reached those two points and you definitely need to buy this thing, um, what what gives you the best performance for your dollar like do you really need that that one you know that 85 1.2 or could you do okay with an 85 2.8 instead uh yeah the the 1.8 was only 350 which was roughly like one eighth of the price something like that (laughs) exactly um most of the way there (laughs) yeah like do you really do you really need that last five to ten percent or can you do okay with the next step down i i think the other one that i would add in would be if you are getting creative what can you get away with without buying this piece of gear so mm-hmm. i remember that um i've done uh tutorials on how to do a really ghetto softbox made out of uh cardboard tin foil and computer paper Um, it looks awful, but it gets the job done. But would you ever use that on a paying client? No, please don't. They, (laughs) they will be like, what am I paying you for? Mm. Um, but if, if you're just a student and you're just learning lighting, you know, that is stuff that you probably already have in your house that you can get the job done with. But when I say being, being creative with what you can do. Uh, you know, thinking about your limitations and thinking about what could I do right now that gets the job done. So I talk a lot about this photo behind me because I absolutely love it. But this photo uh, is a monstrosity huge photo uh, because I did a panoramic. So mm-hmm. I didn't buy a new camera that had a bunch of megapixels in it. I used a camera that I had on hand and I panoramicked all of that and turned it into a monster that could be, you know, printed full size. So that is just a uh, one example of a technique replacing mm-hmm. buying new gear. You don't need the 80 megapixel sensor if you're mm-hmm. shooting a thing that can be done with, you know, a several several different photos stitched together. Um, or- obviously that's that's more uh that's easier to do in studio when you're shooting cars or products and harder to do um with portraits, but it is still think about what techniques or what things you already have that you can get away with that the extra thing that you think you need that you probably don't. Like in the video space, stabilization is is a big thing and you know generally people go towards gimbals which are awesome and super helpful and useful and you can get amazing shots with them but you'd be surprised what you could do with just being creative with holding a tripod like if you're shooting video you probably already have a tripod and or even a monopod i mean there are so many things that you can do with a monopod and guess what if you collapse a tripod you can do all of those same things i've seen so many monopod hacks about how to get just a little bit of camera movement you don't need a dolly you don't need a steady cam um obviously you're not going to be able to pull off these super elaborate moves you know going up and down stairs and through windows but you can get that little bit of movement that you're looking for uh, just from a monopod or a collapsed tripod uh, th- yeah. There's so much you can do. 
and yeah and monopods are super cheap like you don't need to even need a fancy monopod to do stuff like that i mean if you go on youtube and you search for uh video tripod hacks you know stuff like that um generally the idea is you're folding up the tripod and holding it against your body kind of out in front of you and holding onto the tripod like a stabilizer and that allows you to walk around while still keeping your camera very stable and it works great i've actually done it myself many times so sometimes the gear that you have can be adapted in a way that you might not expect to uh maybe not replace but approach the capabilities of a new piece of gear all right so i have a challenge for uh everyone that is um listening to this so normally we would ask you for ideas and feedbacks for future episodes but for this particular one uh if you're watching on youtube go ahead and leave a comment uh otherwise if you are listening to this on some other uh, podcasting platform that doesn't have a comment section go ahead and email us hello at photo-op.show so i want to know what is the piece of gear that you think you need to buy and why do you think you need to buy it? And let's just try and reply to all of these with how can you do that thing without buying that piece of gear? So sure. what is a piece of gear that you think you need that you probably don't need? And we can flex our creative muscles and come up with some interesting solutions for all of you people at home. Help you avoid cast, help you stay in the black, help you keep all of that hard-earned money to go towards, you know, uh, a trip to Tahiti instead of uh, a new camera body. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. I'm, a, I'm game for that. <laughs> If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.